CF's only live to, or the average is about 40. But if you're healthy and you stay like physical and positive, you can you can keep on going. That's 17-year-old Flynn Gill. He's one of less than 4,000 Australians living with cystic fibrosis, a genetic disorder that severely impacts the lungs and digestive system. When I do have like a really rough chest, I struggle to sleep. I'm constantly coughing and trying to sit up and trying to uh, breathe. Flynn was diagnosed with CF just a few weeks after birth and then with CF-related diabetes at age 12. It's a limitation that's made his life complicated and often uncomfortable. I, I just got to think that I can't really help it. I just got to push through. A lot of people call me strong. COVID-19 has made things even tougher for Flynn, forcing him out of school and into isolation with the threat heightened for those with CF. I actually got put on some anxiety medications just because of just because I couldn't sleep thinking about coronavirus. Flynn's been in hospital more times than he can count and has to take dozens of medications every day to try and stay healthy. It stunted his growth and his social life and left him battling anxiety and depression. 15 in the morning, 15 at night, and then a few through the day. They're all tablets. But Flynn's not letting all the obstacles stop him working towards being the man he wants to be. He's about to finish school. He's already started his own business. And with the help of family and organizations like Cure for CF, he's optimistic of finding a cure. Welcome to Young Blood, a podcast all about young men's health. My name's Callum McPherson. I'm a journalist, and this is our mission to talk about the stuff that matters and isn't talked about enough. Let's do it. This episode is proudly brought to you by Beyond Bank Australia, one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. Beyond Bank has a strong focus on supporting some of the broader challenges that impact our community and young people today, like cystic fibrosis. Together with their customers, they support Cure for CF to help them find a cure. So Flynn, just explain for us uh, what CF does to the body and the main physical symptoms that you have to deal with? Uh, so basically, it's the lungs, um, the digestive system. Uh, most CFs get like diabetes and stuff and can affect your bones and muscles. And during like sport, I can get short of breath quite easily. CF say that it's like running a marathon, going for a run or something. You know, yeah, it's just a lot harder than someone with, uh, without CF. So. And why is that? What's happening in your chest that that's causing that? It's, it's mostly the mucus that builds up and stops the, the air come through, um, the lungs and stuff. And does that more or less constantly regenerate what do you do about that build up uh there's multiple procedures and stuff that we do there's like um well physical activity for me specifically is the best to get mucus out of your lungs and then we call them acapella and it's like a thing that you blow into that compresses your lungs and then you huff and cough and it gets the mucus out so how um, often how often are you having to use that to be honest, I'm pretty lazy with that and I don't do it regularly. I prefer doing physical activity, um, but it's meant to be done twice a day. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a really big ordeal. Very annoying. Yeah. How, how do you go with it generally though, in terms of the, the extent to which it affects your level of comfort going about your life day to day? It gets annoying. Night at night, it's 
when when I do have like a really rough chest, I struggle to sleep because I'm constantly coughing and trying to sit up and trying to uh, breathe and stuff. At school, it's annoying because I'm constantly clearing my throat and yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I've got to take medications and stuff. Must just be really frustrating to have to have something like that on your mind all the time, knowing that yeah. the majority of other people don't have to deal with it. Yeah, it is a bit frustrating. I just get frustrated when someone complains, when there's not really a point to complain. <laughs> and why do you feel that way? Just because what you have to deal with is so, so immense and, and a serious struggle and lots of people complain about things that that don't really matter yeah pretty much yeah i i don't know i think it's just because i've been through a fair bit and they're just complaining about this one one little thing that they can't do or they get a little bit hurt and it's like oh you'll get over it and yeah and on that everything that you have been through how's it made you look at life um, because the reason that you're having that reaction where you're seeing people complaining about stuff that isn't that big of a deal and, it, and it's upsetting you is because you're dealing with something that, that is a big deal. So how do you, how do you view things in, given how hard it's been? Oh, I just got to put up with it. Like I was born like this. I got to, I don't know, live, live my life the way that I was meant to live. Can't really do anything about it. How has it affected your childhood well i don't think i t took notice of it uh in my younger years but i'm very scared of like a uh, theater like procedures in theater and that's because of um it's because i used to get held down and stuff because i wasn't very compliant um with the doctors and nurses and it's just the biggest fear they've all been pretty bad i haven't really had a good thing in theater what sort of things have they had to do operation wise most of them were getting mucus out of my lungs and doing like uh, checks with cameras and stuff and i'm just scared of like the anesthesia uh the anesthesia sleeping gas yeah. and yeah I, I can't stand it i hate the feeling of not being controlled um if that makes and sense and that's because yeah. you know that you you're not in control of what can happen and that you're being put to sleep and there's there's always that tiny chance that you pretty, won't wake pretty up. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Yeah. How many times do you reckon you've had to go into theatre in your life? Probably more than a hundred. Oh my um, god. My life. Yeah. That's crazy. And most people yeah, most people are lucky if they can get away with, you know, one or two surgeries in their lifetime. Yeah. They they certainly couldn't imagine more than ten. Like a hundred is yeah, just I, I can't uh, I can't comprehend that. I've I've had surgery yeah. once and uh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a big deal. And that was just to fix a hernia. That was yeah, like the smallest surgery you can have, but a hundred <laughs> times, man, far out. Uh, yeah. It, a lot of them were in the early days, but now I've gotten a lot better. Um, Good. Keeping a lot healthier. And so, yeah, I haven't had to have many um, recently. Lately I've had, I had to drop um, four of, Oh, no. Yeah, four or five subjects in school just because um, for the first term, I only went for three weeks and COVID came and I just couldn't go then. What's that meant yeah. for you education-wise? Have you still been able to complete your studies at home or it must have been affected? Yeah, I've gotten 
quite good at catching up. I will graduate. I won't, I probably won't get a SACE, unfortunately, but I will go to TAFE and uh, do some, I do 3D design. So um, I'll do some of that in TAFE, hopefully. And with the school stuff, just how much has coronavirus affected that for you and how worrying has it been for you as someone that's already got their their lungs affected to then have this going around it must have been a, and it continues to be I, i'm sure a pretty anxious time for you yeah it was pretty uh pretty bad um i actually got put on some anxiety medications just because of just because i couldn't sleep thinking about coronavirus and stuff um but they've definitely helped uh and yeah not going to school sucks um just because i can't see my friends and stuff so yeah and what have doctors told you about the risk of coronavirus and and told you to do in terms of self-care and and making sure that you don't pick it up before it started getting pretty bad i was actually in hospital and we asked that to the doctors and they said yeah it's probably time to go into quarantine um and they said that it's probably gonna start to spike up because of all the people coming into the borders and stuff and then yeah it did spike and we had they they advised us to stay at home for the majority of the year so So how much have you been leaving the house these past four months i'll go out for skates um pretty much every day it's just if i talk to people it, I don't know, I get a bit anxious, so I kind of leave um, in a hurry and try not to like confront anyone. That must make you feel pretty isolated. Yeah. Even with my friends, like I trust them, um, but they still work. They, they all worked um, during the uh, four months. And when I first saw them after the four months, when it kind of died down, it was a bit uh, a bit scary just because you don't know like who they've met um, when they've been working. When do you remember really understanding what CF is and the impact that it was going to have on your life? Because you said you didn't think about it much when you were a kid or really young. So when do you remember knowing what was actually going on? Probably towards like uh, going into high school. Um, just cause then I had to start independently taking my medications at school and then like start to take like my insulin for diabetes and stuff. Um, yeah, high school is probably the time that I realized that it's actually pretty serious. Um, How did you yeah. view it up to that point? What was that? Sorry? How did you view it up to that point? I thought I had superpowers. <laughs> I thought I was unique and like, yeah, I thought I was different to everyone else, but I didn't think it was too serious. What are the main reasons that it's so tough for you to live with at this stage in your life? Well, I'm coming up to my 18th um, in March next year and drinking is a big thing that I have to realise I can't just drink um, like normal people. What's the complication there? It can really affect my liver um, and send my blood sugars uncontrolled. I can be prone to infections and stuff. And with the blood sugars, you really don't want them to be high. 
factors, then it's at risk with your heart. I've done my research. Um, yeah, I know I can't be stupid with it. Um, yeah. And so what what worries you about that going into parties and stuff that obviously that's what part of the rite of passage for young people yeah. that everyone pretty much goes through. What's your thinking around going into that? I'll probably be the the designated driver for most most of my mates. Oh, at least your friends will um, at least your friends will love you. You'll be very useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it is I have been to a few parties where I have been like one of the sober ones and it's not great. But I just gotta live with it because uh, it, it's dangerous for me to drink so yeah and another um thing that you've been dealing with is your height as well your growth is that all the yeah. all the drugs yeah. that you've had to take so i'm five four and i'm 17 which is not the best height so i was on a medication that they're called steroids um and they really affect your bones if you're on them for long term and unfortunately, I haven't been off them since I was diagnosed. Yeah. So you've had to be on steroids for your whole life? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. If I go off of them, then my, my lungs, I've had my lungs collapse um, because of that. And that was scary. Is there much likelihood that you will be able to get off them at some stage? Or what would need to happen for that to be possible? Oh, probably a miracle medication. <laughs> um that would be great uh even a cure if they could find a cure that would be amazing but uh, i'm not too sure if I'll, I'll come off of steroids just yet how many types of medications do you have to take or just how rigorous is is that regime i think i counted like 40 something a day um which is a fair lot, 15 in the morning, 15 at night, and then a few through the day. They're all tablets. And then insulin is the needles. I'm going to take two of those. So, yeah. Do you have to deal with side effects because of that? A few of them I do have side effects. There's a, one that I get put on if a dangerous bug gets put in my lungs that really messes me up. Um, it's called uh, methyl pred. And it really makes me taste all sort of things and it makes me feel like I'm going insane. Um, sends my blood sugars crazy. So it's a terrible drug. So you have to take that if your chest infection gets really bad? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some best ways to get rid of it. How much of the time are you feeling like you've got a chest infection or you are struggling to breathe? Do you have periods where you feel normal or is it all the time? Mainly in the cold and after I've actually gotten a cold, I start to uh, go downhill. But there are times where I feel fine, just like a normal person. But there's a lot of anxiety around whenever you get a cough or you feel something in your chest because you know that it could get worse. So that must really play on your mind. Are you able to block that yeah, out? Yeah, if not really. <laughs> um, I know I'm going to go in a hospital if I've got a pretty bad cough. And that really sucks. Hospital is just, it's crap. Even though mum and dad and my sister and my brother and all my relatives come over, it's just lonely. And I know some, I feel like something's going to go wrong all the time. And um, 
I don't get to see my friends and stuff and can't play basketball. Yeah. CF's a much lesser known disorder as well. Do you also feel like you spend a lot of time needing to explain to people what it is um, or is it something that you don't necessarily tell people about? I, I really barely tell anyone about it. Um, a lot of people just think because of my height, it's just genes, but there's a whole reason behind it. So have you been bullied because of your height in the past? Thankfully, I've been with a lot of good friends and um, Sacred Heart, you don't see much bullying at all. Um, which is good, and they just accept like they're, they're just really good people. Um, yeah. But you're frustrated by the fact that you haven't been able to grow, and that you would have otherwise had you not had to deal with this condition. Yeah, I was told I had last year. I was told I had a year and a half to grow, but um, I haven't. I've grown like barely anything, which really it got my hopes up, and then it sucks what does it do to you as a young man who's having to just constantly accept these difficulties and find a way to keep pushing on i imagine that there's no way that you can't become mentally strong and really resilient just by virtue of surviving um and you must get used to getting over one thing and then having another thing popping up how do you cope with that or what's your self-talk inside your own mind what sort of things do you say to yourself that allow you to overcome and, and push past stuff and keep going I, I just gotta think that i can't really help it i just gotta push through a lot of people call me strong and i realize that yeah i am fairly strong for the stuff that i go through i got put on some anxiety and depression medication bob built myself up to telling my GP that I needed it and that I wasn't really getting better. But you care about yourself and your health and you seem to want to get everything that you can out of life anyway, despite the fact that you've got all these extra obstacles in your way. But you sound like yeah, you, you really want to yeah. do everything you can to make the best of it anyway and that you got all this stuff that you want to do that's so much harder to do, but you're not giving up by any means. Yeah, definitely, yeah. What about in terms of your relationships, like with girls and stuff, does it affect your your confidence? Obviously, I, I know what it's like to be a, a teenage boy. I don't have heaps of confidence. I'm a little bit awkward as well. Because <laughs> uh, it's not easy like, not having that experience. Who's been there just to support you through these times? Oh, Mum's been amazing with it. So is dad and so is Jess and my little brother Will. He he's he's great. He understands it all. They're always there if I need help or if I need a like, company at the hospital and stuff. Yeah. And my mates are very good as well. It's great. <laughs> um I love it, yeah. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like the happy, healthy active kid I was on today yeah. do you feel like you're still able to find happiness and be optimistic um obviously you're under a big weight here and there's there's a lot going on that makes things really difficult are you still able to be that young man that you want to be uh, yeah definitely the only thing stopping me is uh like we get half a life compared to a normal person but 
I'm just going to live through it. Um, I'm sure a cure will eventually come, which will be awesome. And when you say you get half a life, what do you mean? CFs only live to, well, the average is about 40. But if you're healthy and you stay like physical and positive, you can you can keep on going past 40 easily. Um, yeah, it's all about like mental and also physical. How does that make you think about life, knowing that your life could be limited in terms of the amount of time that you get? What does that do for your sense of urgency in, in wanting to experience things and, and achieve? Last year, I wanted to just, I wish that I didn't do school um, just because that is 12 years out of the 40 that I'll be living. And that's a lot of money. I thought it was time wasting, but I realized coming towards the end of year 12 that it's just built me to who I am. So now you're happy that you went to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose it yeah. depends what you want to do with the rest of your time as well. School's probably going to be pretty helpful. Yeah. Have you thought about what you want to do next? I'll start up a company for 3D design. And um, You started your own business? Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah, bad. Small. Yeah, you're, not you're, bad. A pretty, you're a pretty young business owner. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a few clients, which has been good. Cool. And I'd love to progress further on in the future. How'd you get interested in that? And what is, what is it? What are you printing? Well, I started in when I came here to Adelaide in uh, year 10, doing a 3D F1 racing car yeah. course. And um, my granddad actually like pushed me on to do more of that. And so I did that in year 11 and then... Year 12, I, I really started to progress like really well. I got on a few clients that wanted some keychains of their cars, so I custom made those for them. Cool. And then some others wanted uh, like little toy planes and stuff. So, so is that yeah. is that really yeah. a passion of yours? Uh, do you have yeah. a room full of those? <laughs> have you got a room full of yeah. those? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Made up a little um, bit in Dad's shed and got my printer set up and yeah. Cool. Is that the good. thing you really want to take further? You reckon? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, yeah. that's great. It's cool that you found your passion so young and you're already turning it into dollars, which is uh pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that can take a that can take it's a long bad. time. And yeah. what about in terms of the organisations that have helped you? What kind of support have you had in that regard? We have a very big. Uh, family so a lot of relatives and they're always thinking of new foundations and uh fundraisers to do like every year we do a new one last year and the year before we did a 65 kilometer walk and this year i think we're doing a trivia or maybe another walk so um that's for cure for cfs because of COVID, we're just going to do it in groups and add it up to 65 kilometres. And organisations like Cure for CF, what do you think of the work they do? What does that mean to you as someone who is desperate to find a cure for this one day? I think it's great. Um, they're very supportive. Even if they don't bring out a cure before I'm too old, I'll be still happy if they bring one out later on. It's just a good cause. Yeah. And I suppose you would love for other young people in the future to not have to have grown up with what you had to grow up with and, and go through this. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, it's just a crap situation. So it'd be great if they finally find a cure and no one has to put up with it. How optimistic are you with that happening? I reckon they'll get there. They're advancing a fair bit, bringing out new medications that are just helping really, really well. I'd love to live without it. Um, it's just a... It can be a pain sometimes, but other times um, it can get me out of some situations, like assignments with school and stuff. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah. Until there is a cure, what's your mindset got to be? I just got to stay healthy, keep a positive mindset, and um, not let it get me down too much. And if it does, is few medications that can help and psychiatrists and stuff so why is it important to you to raise awareness about this and what it's actually like to live with it and tell your story because you don't have to do it oh just so people understand and they, they can help out to bring a cure any way that they can help will benefit future patients who get it thank you for taking the time and to come on and tell us your story because like I know obviously you've been suffering with your anxiety stuff and and it's been really tough for you especially throughout this coronavirus period and it takes bravery to speak up about it so I just want to tell you that I really respect you for doing that and I'm sure a lot of people who have CF um, are really grateful and will be when they see this that you've spoken about it because they understand what it's like and, and share this with you and it will certainly help others who don't get it to understand and to want to be a part of the solution and, and finding a cure, which I really hope that we do come up with sooner rather than later. So you can live to a ripe old age and keep printing yeah. bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. No, I love doing these kind of things like just spreading the word and stuff. It's great. Stay strong because you are strong and that should be that should be uplifting for you, even though it doesn't feel that way sometimes. Yeah, you definitely are, man. So respect and keep going, bro. If you're a fan of the work we're doing or have a suggestion for the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. You can follow Youngblood Men's Health Matters on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit our website, youngbloodmedia.com.au to stay up to date. And most importantly, if this conversation resonated with you, share it with someone you love and start a conversation of your own. This is Youngblood. Thanks for being part of the mission. 